0: Hello and welcome to Poldark Podcast, a podcast about the Poldark saga. We are your hosts.
1: My name is Rita. I live in England. I blog at Princess of Poldark and tweet at Rita Bites.
0: And I'm Delenda. I live in France. I blog at Britishly So on Tumblr and tweet at Delenda Dia. Unfortunately, Michelle won't be able to join us this week, boo, but the show must go on as the saying goes, and so does our season 2 rewatch. This episode, we will be talking about episode 3 of season 2, so let's do this!
1: Okay, last week we found out Demelza was pregnant, and this episode begins with her trying to talk to Russ, and him blowing her off, because he's, quote, Uh She wants to tell him she is with child and he is super stressed and tense because he's desperately trying to scramble together some money. This results in a blow up in Ross's study. The next morning he goes to apologise to her and tells her about their financial situation. Remember he took that loan of a thousand pounds? Well the interest of 40% is due.
2: How is half such a sum to be found?
1: Uh, by selling everything they own. Ouch! Literally everything. There's a wonderful montage of Ross and Demelzer uh, selling loads of livestock, chickens, pigs, all of it. They then ride to market and sell all their furniture and silverware until they eventually make enough money to pay the debt off.
0: Elsewhere, Francis is being super cute and happy.
1: He's not been right
2: since he returned from Bodmin.
0: He is changed. I do not know how or why, but we must be glad of it." Just go with it. He's in such a good mood that he even harvests. He and Elizabeth then invite Ross and Demelza over to their harvest banquet so the family can reconcile. It's a huge success, and Francis and Ross spend the evening trying to plotting a new mining venture. Judd is turned. When his worshipfulness, the judge, he says to me, Mr. Painter, he says, did this man do wrong or no? And I says, sithy, your honorableness, Ross Poldark is as innocent as a newly dropped babe in his first wettles and, says his majestic honorableness, Mr. Painter, tis your testimony And your trust me alone has set this man free.
1: On his way home from the pub, he is attacked by George's henchman, Tom Harry. And he is apparently dead. What? Prudy finds out and is hysterical but somewhat pacified when she finds the two gold sovereigns that he just had to have (laughs) on him. (laughs) She promises to give him a, quote, rare good burying, And she figs herself up in like a new widow's bonnet, looking fly, and she hosts an elaborate wake. Unfortunately for her, the wake is interrupted by the discovery that Judd's body is missing. Yep, he's alive. What? He stumbles back into (laughs) Yeah, he stumbles back into Zampara like Frankenstein's monster, causing Prudy to faint.
0: I would have fainted too. (laughs) Anyway, George has bought up shares in Will Leisure and sends his lackey to attend the shareholders' meeting. He hears of Ross's plan to divert money into a tunnel to reach an old abandoned mine nearby. All the other shareholders back the venture and it goes ahead. Meanwhile, Caroline remains obsessed with Dwight, Hmm. constantly riding past him and checking him out. We would as well. She then quote, bumps into him at the market, complaining of a sore throat. She is worried, but Dwight is super casual about it and walks off. Mm-hmm. Leading to the pain getting worse and her having to call for him later that night. He finally does some doctoring and dislodges a fishbone caught in her throat. He removes it in a sexy manner and then flirts like hell with her.
2: You must be more careful in the future. A fishbone. Can I do anything for Horace while I'm
1: here? I'm like fanning myself. That's even. <laughs> Back at Trenwith, Ross is drunk and stupid and starts hitting on Elizabeth, talking about old times <sighs> and how she could never have played the scullery maid. Ugh. How dare you! Ugh. And like any good soap opera who happens to be standing next to the door listening in. His poor, beautiful, undeserving wife. In Elizabeth's defence, when Ross starts giving her the I'm about to kiss you face, she tells him to get his ass to bed. And Ross is forced to make his way up to their room, where he finds Demelza waiting up for him. What follows is a truly heartbreaking and crushing scene. Do
2: you remember our last visit here. At Christmas. When you first told me you loved me. And you told me you were with child. It was different then. You were glad I was with child. We were in our first days of love. And you would never have looked twice at another woman. The mouse. Had- What man does not occasionally look at another woman? Or woman occasionally look at another man? And what man or woman of sense does not have qualms about bringing a child into the world? Demartha?
1: Yes, Ross. It takes Ross like... 30 seconds to read the damn room and work out to Mills is pregnant. I mean, in contrast to the previous pregnancy announcement, he looks pretty shocked and slightly horrified. Uh, says he didn't want a child, but hey, it's coming then. That's different. Just what every wife longs to hear, right? I know! Anyway, <laughs> he says if she can risk her heart again, so will he. And they hug. And that's the end of the episode ugh so my first observation is that the previously on Poldark before each episode (laughs) there's always always a clip of Ross saying his wife will regret marrying him (laughs) and Pasco saying his wife deserves better like I think that perfectly sets the tone of season 2 word (laughs) especially this episode because Ross was unbearable I honestly want to shove him off, off one of the cliffs. I know. Shove him right off. I mean, he starts off by insinuating Demelza is like loose. Then he follows that up by telling her in 400 pounds <laughs> debt and he hasn't mentioned it in a year. Then he makes her sell everything they own. He tops it all off <laughs> by hitting on and maybe potentially trying to cheat on her with Elizabeth. I just like, there's no excuse good enough to explain away his actions. Like, he is a fuck
0: boy. No, there are absolutely no excuses. And uh, Michelle actually agrees with you. Um, she thought it was uh, much worse watching this episode this time around for our rewatch. And uh, because where in the hell did the grateful I've been spared my life, even though I should have had my ass strung up on the gibbet, man, from last week? Miserable socks. He's gone. <laughs> God. However, Michelle thought that there was one moment that made her wilt a little bit, which was when Demelza pulls him into her arm after he's learned of the baby, and then the camera focuses on the expression on his face as they hug, because the dude managed to fill his eyes with tears before he squeezed the bench, them, shut, and we went to black. Again, Aiden Turner, your water works. work too, with mighty strong son. Yeah, because, you know, Michelle is still head over heels <laughs> with Aiden, even though I we all want to strangle. Yeah, we all want to <laughs> strangle Ross, but Aiden, you know, not so much. Uh, I thought, uh, it seemed like, uh, two, we had two different Rosses compared, when you compare when you watch the series one finale and the first two episodes when we saw him as a loving husband and he was clearly distraught at the idea of losing his wife. We saw during the trial. Uh, at some point he realized that he, he could actually die when he asked his lawyer uh, if he was going to be able to say goodbye and uh, it's like there's been no episode between the end of 107 when he was upset with Demelza after what happened uh, with Francis and the uh, 203 when the real uh, effery <laughs> and emotional cheating started to happen. It's
1: like he has split personalities um, mm. like some episodes he's Wonderful, mm. and then the next episode he'll just be a complete dick. I like, know. What? Where did this come from? <laughs> Unfortunately for us, the dick is in charge for most of season two. <laughs> Almost everything he does is awful. Oh. Um, one of the scenes that really struck me again on rewatch. Um, was Penven and Harvest Ball mm. especially the set design mm. looked, looking forward to seeing more of these in season 3 because uh, those of you who read the books know that mm-hmm. uh, we start uh, circulating in grander circles and scenes like this are really worth it they're so rich with details mm. and very decadent and the the food and the flowers and all the costumes were really on point
0: Yeah, Uh, I remember the first time I watched it, I was so struck by the beauty, I thought it was so gorgeous, but um, then in retrospect, um, especially rewatching it right after the first two episodes, when they're still like fresh (laughs) in your mind, uh, when we were showed um, inequalities among society, I thought it was uh, quite striking and kind of revolting to see uh, so much wealth spent on one single dinner, (laughs) when you have people (laughs) being hung over the same thing that Ross was judged for. And then released (laughs) free of charge. I mean,
1: compare it to Brotherson Demelza, who are like eating Mm. one tiny bit of fish. Yeah, (laughs) ridiculous. Um, One thing um, Michelle noticed was that the food at Trenwith actually looked like something that you would have harvested from. Meanwhile, at Kilawarrin, they had all kinds of exotic foods that had to have been shipped in from hinterland. I don't know that. I don't know that expression. For the festivities maybe it's a American real dem- <laughs> yes, <probably. laughs> a real demonstration of the strata existing within the upper class, yeah, I think that we will get true. more of these
0: in series three, especially with the the corn brothers coming to the picture
1: I'm finding myself again <laughs> 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 so um performance of the week was definitely beating Yay. Um, I- Uh, Prudy's reaction to Judd's death walked the line between like genuinely sad and Mm. hilarious it was amazing and her speech at the wake is one of the greatest things (laughs) I have ever seen it
0: was freaking hilarious and uh, Michelle is actually throwing the comedy awards at Vidi's face Um, I personally would have fainted when uh, Judd came back (laughs) to life had I not read the book beforehand and known that he survived? And I thought it was truly her episode and uh, she really uh, um, shone and uh,
1: yeah. Sub best performance was also the whole speech where John's drunk and he's like going, explaining what happened at the trial. Oh I, oh, my God. oh, your horribleness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... This is amazing. Yeah, I think it will basically... go down as
0: one of the most iconic lines in your horrible days.
1: He was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish that we had more, more Prudy and Judd scenes in general, though. Yeah, like,
0: it... I know. When I
1: look back on season two, this is pretty much all they did.
0: Yeah, and it's such a bummer to know that uh, Phil Davis won't be back.
1: Sad face. Confusing, also. Yeah, very confusing. <laughs> oh, we will miss you. <laughs> Um, another thing, Captain McNeil arrived in this episode. Mm. He is entirely tainted for me now.
0: (laughs) I know, I mean, I think we all fell in love at first glance, but then the way they portrayed him in the later episodes, I mean, there is no redeeming, even in retrospect. Even if we had, like, a small crush on him at first, knowing what's going to happen in later episodes, there's no redeeming in retrospect, I mean... He is ruined for good. It's
1: like he's he's not even like that cute anymore. I don't know what it was. was just creepy. I think, was just like, I think it was just that he had a Scottish accent and was being nice. That's it. it <laughs> that was it. We were really clutching at straws there. Mm. Um, I also really loved um the heart on Caroline's <gasps> cheek. <laughs> <gasps> um, it reminded me of the lyrics. Always wear your heart on your cheek. From how to be a heartbreaker. How
0: to be yeah, a heartbreaker. Love, Marina.
1: It would. Um, I also noticed that the scene before that, where she's like saying, "Oh, we need to call the doctor," she's like dressed completely normally. I know and when Dwight arrives, <laughs> she's, she's all dressed up. Sake. It's like someone's got a crush. I know. Uh, go for it caroline just in general in this episode i was so much more aware of the car crash nature of their marriages this season Mm. they seem really very fractured and distant much more so on rewatch like i think i was like clinging to the happy moments (laughs) and now
0: i was just angry constantly like (laughs) yeah i completely agree with you um i think the most painful scene for me to watch Uh, was when they were back at Trenwith uh, after the harvest scene and they were like dancing to Cornish music and then uh, you see Demelza observing Ross who is uh, admiring Elizabeth and (laughs) Elizabeth who actually knew (laughs) that she was being stared at by the dude and she to me she acted on it and I think we uh, talked about this in uh, our more elaborate podcast on episode three um we uh We actually uh, paralleled it with uh, the uh, third episode of uh, Series 1 when uh, they were dancing at uh, Jeannie and uh, Jim's wedding, and uh, Ross was uh, admiring Demelza, and now (laughs) it seems like he's not admiring her anymore. So... um, mm, me sad. Uh, But yeah, anywho... um, my favorite scene was, um, well, the harvest scene, which marked Francis coming into his own as a character and, uh, finally being, uh, good with his relationship with Ross, with Elizabeth and, um, with DeMarza. And, uh, the scenery of the scene makes me want to book a flight to Cornwall this second and have lots of picnics there, which I will wait Michelle for and you, Mita even though you've been to Cornwall I know where that I think.
1: field is I can show
0: you oh, well we'll be waiting for Rita to be available so she can become our touristic guide and we'll have lots of fun I'll just be like
1: look <laughs> come look at the field um, I walked past that field almost every day for two weeks
0: Oh, fucking, fucking he not up <laughs> I'm
1: okay <laughs> yeah this, the scenery was particularly stunning Every time I watch that scene, I just like, this gets really sad. I'm really bummed watching this episode. It was just sadness from beginning to end, except for Prudy and Judge. <laughs> and that is it from our podcast on episode three. We will be back later in the week with our rewatch of episode four, so be sure to send in any questions or responses on the subject either at the blog podockpodcast.tumblr.com or tweet us at Podcast, and we will read them out on the podcast. And we'll see you guys
0: soon. Thanks guys. Bye bye. Rule number one
2: Is that you gotta have fun But baby when you're done You gotta be the first to run do.